Hey guys, welcome to a brand new episode on Fill the Cup Podcast. I am so excited that you have an empty cup ready to receive some hot discussion and motivation on this Friday for a brand new week. And I'm just excited to be back. It's been two weeks and it's about time for a new episode. So today's episode is all about Beachella, Ella, Ella. And I got the music playing in the background. I'm going to play it for y'all a little bit. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, so that is today's episode. It's all about B-Flix, B-Chella, B-Homecoming that premiered on Wednesday in the wee hours of the morning <laughs> on Wednesday morning and I literally like an hour ago just finished watching just finished watching it and I was like you know what while it's fresh in my brain I need to give this review I need to tell all the filler cup listeners why this documentary has blessed me has inspired me and I'm just excited. Like, that's what I love about Beyonce. She gets me excited. She gets me inspired. She makes me feel good about being a woman. And I'm just inspired right now. So let's jump into today's episode. So for me, I'm going to start from the beginning of the documentary. Obviously, it immediately started with her being on stage at Coachella last year in 2018 and I must say, I'm very sad that I was not at Coachella or should I say Beachella last year. To be honest with you guys, I'm not a huge um, outside festival fan. That's never been like my thing. So I think that's why I've kind of strayed away from Coachella. But I feel like with all the artists that just came with this year in 2019 and with Beachella still reigning supreme from last year, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to really have to go. So I need to round the crew up and we need to figure this out because I think that it's time for me to experience a Coachella because I don't want to be watching it just like I did this year as well as last year. So ultimately, this documentary, just to sum it all up, because I'm going to get back to the beginning. Just to sum it all up, it was legendary. It was amazing. It made me feel so good about being an HBCU graduate. Like, I am so, so honored to come from an HBCU. And if you're listening to this and you came from an HBCU, you can understand the passion that I feel about this. Because this whole documentary just made you feel the heart, the blood, the sweat, the tears of what Beyonce put into that show last year. And it just shows you what hard work can produce. Hard work can literally produce greatness. And that is what Beyonce knows Carter is. She is greatness personified in in a human body. Like she's just she's a just a great artist. I, and, I, and you know, you can argue with me on this. I think she's the greatest performer of our generation. That's just my personal opinion. And hey, if you're not a Beyonce fan, this episode is still for you. Because I'm about to drop a lot of gems that I learned from this documentary that I think that you can, you know, fill your cup with as well as add to your life. So, 
from the beginning, obviously, I was just reliving Beachella because I watched Beachella last year from YouTube live. And, you know, I was sad that I wasn't there. But it was like reliving it all again, but better because you got to see the, I would say, all the behind the scenes. You got to see literally how she put this whole show together. And I would say from the beginning, when she started talking about how she was supposed to do Beachella in uh, year 2017 and it didn't work out because she ended up being pregnant with twins. And she talked about how, you know, she was like 200, I think 18 pounds or, or something like that. And she was saying how she was, you know, obviously had all these complications from her pregnancy, preeclampsia, high blood pressure, and how that pregnancy really put so much wear and tear on her body. She had to have an emergency C-section. And immediately, I would say weeks or maybe a couple of months later, she was already back rehearsing for Coachella a whole year ahead. So it just made me realize the beauty of a woman is that we can literally, just like she talks about in her in her song, Who Runs the World, like we literally can birth the children we can graduate, we can do so many great, amazing things and still come out and produce such a great work of art as what Homecoming was. That Homecoming documentary was just a great work of art. So when she talked about her complications from her pregnancy, being away from her twins, like she's breastfeeding, you know, in between uh, rehearsals as well as being away from her twins, and just seeing or just hearing the emotion in her voice about what that was like, I can only imagine because you are the Beyonce and you try, you have so much expectations on you. You have so many people just anticipating such a great show. And here you are trying to recover. And she was saying how she didn't think that she could get back to you know, how her body was before. She couldn't think she could kind of maintain the swag that she had before when it came to dancing. And she just didn't think that her body could bounce back because she was struggling at first with the rehearsals. It wasn't coming to her as quick as it usually does because she's the queen. <laughs> so just hearing her talk about those weaknesses because we don't really get to see a lot of i would say vulnerability from from beyonce so anytime beyonce opens up to us we're like all open ears at least i'm all open ears because it's just a beautiful um experience i remember how it, it was the same feeling i had when i heard her doc, her last documentary from a while ago i think it was a four um, when she released a four album and it was like her fourth wedding anniversary. And yeah, I remember how big of um, a big of a deal that documentary was. And now fast forward now to this documentary, Homecoming, and just how she was talking about being a mom and raising a six year old, having newborn twins while preparing for such a huge show. It just shows me that there is nothing women can't do. Obviously, men, you're powerful, you know. Like they said, this is a man's world, but it'll be nothing without a woman or girl. That's exactly what they meant. Like Beyonce showed the epitome of what that lyric meant because it just gave me so much hope that when I become a mom one day, that I can do it, that there's nothing I can't do. I may not be Beyonce, just Giselle, no, Carla, but I can do so much just because of women like Beyonce. 
and that she really taught me in that moment that you could be a mom, you could have, like, I saw the weight on her from her, you know, pregnancy. She's fresh after giving birth and she's in these rehearsals, you know, trying to do it. And it inspired me so much because I was like, wow, like, she's really doing it as a whole mom with whole twins, like twins. She just birthed twins. <laughs> and she has a six-year-old and she has a whole husband. And, you know, she she has a million fan, a billion fans just about. Um, and, and she's putting on a whole show. Like, mentally, I can only imagine the weight of what that feels like. But the fact that she bounce back so gracefully you know and she allowed her body to naturally bounce back that's another thing I was inspired by when she said that she gave up dairy she gave up bread meat everything now me personally I don't eat meat I'm a, a proud pescatarian <laughs> but I don't eat a uh, you know poultry and chicken and beef I eat fish meat and uh, seafood meat I don't eat the other meat um, so just hearing her talk about how she gave up dairy bread, you know, and she was just so hungry. But when she said I was hungry, I, I felt that there was a different hunger she was talking about, not just being physically hungry. I feel like she was hungry for the success of what homecoming was about to be at that time. So just hearing her talk about how she gave up dairy, how she gave up all of these different things just to be able to put on the show, just to be able to be conditioned physically, to keep up with over a two-hour show at Coachella. It just it showed the power of the body and the power of our minds is that we can do anything we put our mind to. Food is such a powerful part of our lives. So just for the queen to show us, because I know she has these vegan campaigns, just for the queen to show us that you can literally bounce back the natural way. You don't have to do it through surgery. You don't got to, um, you know, be stressing out about all of these unnatural ways. You can literally lose weight naturally. And it showed me that just like I gave up meat and it was so hard for me and I didn't see how now it's about to be almost two years since I've, you know, had, you know, regular meat. And for her to say that she gave up dairy, because that's something very hard for me to give up. I'm not going to lie. That's the next thing I want to give up. Um, but for her to say I gave up dairy, I gave up bread just to be able to get my body right and get this show. It just showed you the power of hard work and work ethic. And that's what was, I would say, personified throughout the whole documentary. I mean, granted, the documentary was 90% just reliving her show, but it was like a strong 10% of seeing the behind the scenes. Now, on the flip side of things, the HBCU part, the homecoming part, when she talked about how, you know, she dreamed about being at an HBCU, she dreamed about going to college, but she said her college was Destiny's Child. Her college was uh, being on the road, was touring, was was traveling the world with her fans. That was her college and her life was her teacher. So when she said that, I was like, wow, I can only imagine, you know, how a celebrity may feel who doesn't grow up normal. Like Beyonce has been famous her whole life just about from stars, what was it, Star Search? Uh, from from a little kid, she's been famous. She's been doing it. She's been in this in the limelight, and for her to still have that dream that she wanted to be at an HBCU, but she never got to do it. So she wanted to bring the HBCU experience to the Coachella stage as the first Black woman headliner. 
it's just like it's amazing it just shows that you can break barriers even if you didn't I would say experience college or you didn't experience things the way normal people did is that she still has purpose and that her bringing that HBCU to such a huge stage it just shows that she realizes as well as now millions of people will realize how important the HBCU experience is is that there are celebrities that never got to experience it that I'm sure would love to have gone to an HBCU they get to tell the story they get to you know show that the HBCU experience is an amazing experience and I'm a proud rattler so I'm going to tell you if you if you're listening to this and you haven't gone to college yet or if you're listening to this and you want to go back to school all I'm telling you is that there is nothing I'm not knocking anybody who's had any other experience college is beautiful no matter what school you went to it's an amazing experience period but the hbcu experience is something like you have never and i say never experienced before it's life-changing <laughs> like i I'm, I'm trying not to, to to be so dramatic but it's the truth like that's just how much passion i have for famu because famu has taught me that you can come from anywhere you can look like like anything, black, white, Hispanic. There's there's no specific person that is allowed to go to HBCU. Anyone can experience the HBCU experience. It's not only for black people, it's for everybody. And so just hearing her say how she wanted to experience that, but she brought it to the stage, it was just, it was so inspiring because it's like, it makes me proud of where I came from, you know, because after post-grad experience, I was a little discouraged that I didn't immediately jump into my career choice, you know, right after college. But now being that almost six years out of college, now I'm realizing that I went to an HBCU for a bigger purpose, for a bigger reason, that I experienced that for a bigger reason, that I get to share those experiences with my kids. I get to show them, you know, the homecoming documentary from from Beyonce. I get to share with my kids that the HBCU experience is bigger than a degree. It's a moment that you have of a pure black excellence it allows you to love the skin that you're in it allows you to love the history that that we come from and it it just shows you the importance of it and i think that there's been hbcus that have closed down due to financial issues there has been hbcus that's been overlooked and and mocked and and talked about and 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 criticized and humiliated but regardless, HBUs still come out strong and they keep producing excellence. No matter what that looks like, they just consistently produce it. They consistently graduate the most African-Americans. They consistently produce black excellence. They consistently show that you can have a mayor uh, from Atlanta, the first black female mayor uh, coming from Atlanta, you know, Keisha Keisha Bottoms you can have her coming from Atlanta you can have all of these and there's a list of people that come from HBCUs but there's just so many people that we can name that come from HBCUs and that can tell the story that it's an amazing experience and the fact that she brought that to light just meant so much to me it made me so much proud of where I came from because there's nothing like my HBCU FAMU is legendary I kind of wish that she wore the FAMU hoodie. I saw she had the Howard hoodie on, no shade to Howard. 
But I'm like, dang, B, you know, you could have had um, <laughs> you could have had the FAMU hoodie on. And then on top of that, seeing so many Rattlers on that stage. I know one of them is Nadira. Um, I, I remember I met her freshman year. And it's just so many of the band members from FAMU, from the Marching 100, some of the dancers from FAMU, from Tallahassee. Like, it was just amazing seeing that there are Rattlers representing your HBCU on that huge stage like Coachella. Such an amazing sight to see. Um, And then shifting gears... When she was, um, obviously, she got back to her goal weight. And then when she was trying on, you know, her costume from a while ago, and then she FaceTimed her husband, Jay-Z. And, you know, she had that moment where she wanted to show him her outfit and say, hey, babe, look at me, you know, you know, I, I, I can fit into it. I just wanted to share this moment with you. I ain't gonna lie, I, I was in my feelings. I'm like, I can't wait for that moment where I can FaceTime my husband and be like, look, babe, I can fit in this dress that I didn't imagine myself fitting in. That was such a cute moment. And also, when she was uh, giving the speech to the dancers and the crew and everybody and saying how that we need to work harder, she was saying that we're only not a short time away from from Coachella and this is not where it needs to be. She said, I'm looking from the audience and I can see it back on the camera. It's not where it needs to be. And then she, she and then Jay-Z was like, oh, okay, y'all heard the queen because it was their their anniversary. But you could tell how tired she was, how, how overworked she looked. But she saw that hunger. She she was just not satisfied with just mediocre. She said, if I'm Beyonce, Giselle, Giselle Carter... You know, I got to come with the heat. Like, I can't half behind. I can't half this. Like, I got to come all the way. So I really felt like she put all the sweat, blood, and tears into that show. And then, obviously, reliving seeing her, Beyonce. I mean, Beyonce, Michelle, and uh, Kelly Rowland, Destiny's Child, reunited on that stage. That was amazing to relive because, obviously, we saw it last year. Um, and, and then the moments when, when Maya Angela was playing and it was excerpts from that and just showing how she said she handpicked every dancer, every band member, every crew member, every detail of the stitching of the, of the costumes, she was a part of every part of it. And it just shows you that details matter quality matters and that that's what she's bringing to the screens that netflix has never seen anything like this before and on top of that sis gave us a whole live album now granted i listened to the album in the car and it, it literally is the whole show but on an album and I know a lot of people I was reading Shade Room comments because, you know, I, I hate that I be, I'm be i a comic creeper. But uh, I was reading the, the comments on the Shade Room and everybody was like, oh, you know, we were robbed. You know, she didn't really give us new music. Are you crazy? It was like it was like her original songs, but better because you got to hear the art in the in the band. You got to hear the HBCU flavor over her original songs. It was a perfect remix. I'm, I love that she used her original songs and remixed it with the HBCU flavor. And I also love that she remixed Before I Let You Go. That's what I played in the beginning. That I had that on repeat. I have not been able to turn that song off because I love Maze. 
Frankie Beverly and Maze. So the fact that she played that to give them a tribute and, and to tribute the whole HBCU experience and just hearing the chorus and bum, 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 bum. Like just hearing her like, oh, it was such, such, such an amazing uh, just an amazing art that she put together. Such a major production that she put into that song to remix that because that's not easy to do. Not everybody can remix it before you let you go. I'm an old soul. I listen to Hot 105 very faithfully here in Miami. So you already know, like, you cannot mess up an old jam, a classic. And she just made it that much better. Like, Beyonce does no wrong when it comes to art. And you know, I know a lot of people feel like people worship Beyonce or whatever, but I just feel like I just don't understand a human that can hate Beyonce. You may not prefer her music. You may not um, you may not uh, worship her, which you shouldn't worship anybody, but you may not be on that level, but you can't deny her work ethic. You can't deny the performer that she is. You can't deny the 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 mother the wife that she is wow like she's just everything she's she's what I call my dad a slash like she carries so many different roles like so I just feel like you just have to be a real hater to not like Beyonce like it doesn't make sense you may not she may not be your number one choice you may have other people that you love but just like you may not like LeBron or Kobe or a Steph Curry, and you may not like them for your own reasons. You just can't deny their greatness. Everybody has greatness. You know, not one person is is exempt from greatness. And that's what Beyonce reminds us is that we all embody greatness and that we all are capable of, of having twins and coming out and doing a doggone thing and still accomplishing our goals. We are capable of building an empire. Like I listened to uh, Formation and I know that's an old Beyonce song, but just listen to the words of that on her new uh, Homecoming to Live album. And I, it just the words just mean so much more because it's like, look, I am a black Bill Gates in the making. I can do this. I see it. I want it. I work hard and I'm going to grind and get it. Like the words of that song mean so much more now seeing her embody such a great documentary and then just seeing how um, when especially the beginning of the documentary, when it when she first started talking of the behind the scenes and, and she was like, agreed. Like when she said that, I was like, yes, B, yes. It's like she carries so much power in her voice. Um, so, yeah, that's just that's just some of the things I learned. I learned that work ethic. It, it, there's no limit to it. You can't put a, a cap on work ethic. It's just a consistent fragrance that you just you can't get enough of like if you if you tap into hard work you you just have to consistently keep it going and that's just what Beyonce does it's like she she's her own competition nobody's really in her lane she's in her own lane she's her own competition and she consistently shows us that you can be in the game for what 20 some years Beyonce's been in the game and you can still kill it you can still come out on top and kill it and destroy you know all expectations and and consistently consistently just break barriers like for her to be the first black woman to headline Coachella or her own Beachella it's just amazing and I'm inspired and it just makes me excited for my future and where God is taking me because I feel like 
that there's no coincidence that somebody can bounce back and, and overcome the things like Beyonce has overcome and still come out on top. And I love how she's handled her stardom because she's been able to keep the parts that she wants to keep private about her life and her love life and her, her momhood or whatever. And she shares what she wants to share. So it's like when she has a documentary, you're shocked when you see things because she doesn't share every detail of her life. She only shares her art and she allows you to get a piece of her through her art, which I think it should be that way. She should have her own private life and have that peaceful, a private life to herself and then have her art be speak for itself. And that's the type of. I would say career that I want to have in the future. I want to create a, a you know a total separation of my personal lives versus my art. You know, I want my art to speak way higher of me than just my personal life. Like my personal life is a huge part of me, but I want my art to speak more volumes that will carry on for generations to come. And I think that that's what Beyonce's done. Like if she don't produce another album, Beyonce has done enough. That's how I see it. I mean, I know we we always want more music from Beyonce, but she's done enough. Like she just she's just such a legend. And I think that ultimately, whether you're a fan or not, you can't deny her work ethic. So I challenge you to make sure you go check out the Homecoming documentary on Netflix on Beflix. <laughs> And tell me what you think about the documentary. Like, it, it was life-changing for me. Like, I'm excited. I, I literally had a whole workout in my living room dancing to it. And I just feel good about being a woman. Like, I feel like with all the craziness that's gone on in my love life, with all the the, the craziness that, that women deal with on a day-to-day basis, it's just good to be reminded of our power, of our greatness through somebody as amazing as Beyonce. So, B, you did it. Um, I'm proud of you. I know you. I don't know if you'll ever hear this podcast, but I am proud of you. I love you. And I love all of you listeners who actually made it to the end of this podcast. I hope that your cups are full. I know I talked about Beyonce a lot, but I just wanted to share with you some of the things that I learned because I think that she dropped a lot of gems in that documentary. And I think we all can learn something from it. Other than the glitz and glam and the performance, like she dropped a lot of gems and she showed that the HBCU experience is still strong, is that it's not going anywhere. And all I got to say before I end this podcast, if you a Rattler, best believe homecoming this year, God willing, I will be there. Homecoming this year will be epic because it will be 10 years that I've been a Rattler this year. And I know it may sound dramatic because I didn't graduate 10 years ago, but I became a Rattler 10 years ago. So I literally stepped on the highest of seven hills in 2009, summer. I'll never forget it. Life-changing experience. And now it's 2019 and it's been going on six years since I graduated. So it's just, it's amazing that we're going to relive you know, all of those 10 years of memory. So if you're a Rattler and you're listening to this, I hope you're ready for a lit homecoming. Like it's going to be lit, 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 lit. Because Rattlers, we know how to have a homecoming. I know Howard has great homecomings. Spellman, Morehouse, Clark Atlanta. I know y'all have some good homecomings, but ain't nothing. 
Ain't nothing like a family homecoming. And so beyond, I literally was not going to go to homecoming. But watching the documentary, I text my best friend and I was like, hey, we got to go. Like, I'm sorry. I know I was sleeping on it and I know I was contemplating, but nah, I'm going to homecoming this year. So I can't wait to see all of my Rattlers out at homecoming. I hope you got your Beachella. I am literally can't wait to purchase the merch. I'm about to buy a new Beachella uh, merch for homecoming. <laughs> I'm about to buy a new shirt or a new whatever merch she got for, for homecoming. And I'll be rocking it during homecoming because B has inspired me to go home to Tallahassee and to relive my HBCU experience and be proud of it. It's such a proud, amazing thing to come from an HBCU, to get your education, to finish and to get that victory lap. RIP Nipsey. So, I'm I'm excited. I hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast. Um, follow me at More Motivation. I rebranded, so follow me at More Motivation. I'm gonna come into you with more motivation every Sunday, and just follow me for motivation. M O O R E R motivation. That's what I'm here for. I love you guys. Have a great week.